This podcast is sponsored by the Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church Incorporated, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Goldston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. Interested in becoming a member, giving, or submitting a prayer request? Text Give Prayer or Member to 845-254-2445, fill out the prompts, and a member of our team will contact you. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, health to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly. In Jesus' name, amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. How, some way, the Holy Ghost always changes my notes. So you just have to flow with me. But of course, since you don't have my notes, you won't know when he flows. All right, so just just go with me, amen. Because I I have one of those I have I just have one of those sensings that this is the kind of message that he just gets in with you and mess up your notes and you know and changes up stuff, amen. But I I figured out something a couple of years ago. God smarter than me. At least a couple of years ago, I figured it out. Okay, so I said I said I believe I'll go with him, <laughs> amen. All right, so having said that, let me, get, let me get my foundation out to you, and that is this. Uh, our foundation scripture will be Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 and 38. You know, he talks about harvest there. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, and he'll send forth laborers into his harvest. Amen? So that'll be our foundation scripture. But what I want to do before I do that, because I just sense like the Holy Ghost is going to change my message. So there's some certain things I want to say before I start the message. So when he starts changing the message, I already have said these things. You understand where I'm coming from? See, after you, you know, you, you, you get to know somebody. And when you, after you get to know somebody, you know how they act. And you know how they perform. You know what to expect from them. Amen. So I, I kind of know how the Holy Ghost moves. And this is the kind of message that he likes to use to take over. So I want to get these points in first. All right. Uh, point number one is this. In order to walk in any truth, and this is not something that's new to you. You've heard me say this before. In order to walk in, walk in any truth, there are four things you need. First, you need a revelation. First, you need a revelation. A revelation of that truth at the level of your comprehension. You got that? You need a revelation. Secondly, you need a role model. You need either a contemporary or a historical figure that this has been lived out through their lives. I'm giving you time to write. 
Thirdly, you need a regiment of faith. You need a regiment of faith. In other words, you need something that you can do. Something that you can confess consistently regarding that truth that you're, that you're uh, trying to act upon. So you need a revelation. You need a role model. You need a regiment of faith. You got that? And then finally, you need what I call a righteous reason. for that truth to be a part of your life. You need a righteous reason. Okay, I'll give you a for instance. I heard somebody say, what you talking about? <laughs> There's folk that are sick and they'll say, God heal me. And God will say, why? Because I'm sick. That's not a righteous reason. A righteous reason is heal me so I can go do what you called me to do. Amen. Praise God. Okay? So, in order to walk in any truth, you need these four things. A revelation, a role model, a regiment of faith, and a righteous reason. Then, I want to give you another set of five things this time. And this is, if I'm truly in faith, there are five justifiable expectations. If I'm truly in faith, there are five justifiable expectations. See, this will help you in your faith walk because you need to know what to look for. A lot of folks think they're in faith, but they're not in faith. This is a way to know that you know that you're in faith. Okay? Now, if I'm in faith, there's going to be a plan of action. Folk talk about, they, you know, I'm believing God and da-da-da-da-da. Well, and the question would be, what's your plan? Hmm. If I'm truly in faith, hear me clearly now. If I'm truly in faith, I'm going to have from God a plan of action. Okay, well, I'm believing God for a brand new car. What's your plan? you just going to sit down and wait for God to bring it to you? It ain't coming. Hello? I'm going to speak it in my best grammar. It ain't coming. You can sit there until you turn another color. You are not in faith. There's got to be a plan of action. Hallelujah. That's what I try. I tried to say that for years to people about going on the cruise. You know, they wanted to go on the cruise. Yeah, well, I'm believing God. I'm believing God to go. This is a year. 
Then the month before, hello, what's happening? I'm believing God to go. Well, what have you done? Nothing. I'm believing God. You're not in faith. You're not really believing. You think you're believing. Whenever you are truly believing, there God will give you a plan of action to achieve what you're believing for. I think that helps somebody already. Amen. Amen. All right. Secondly, if you're truly in faith, you're seeking the wisdom of God. God, give me your wisdom on this situation. How do I do this? How do I accomplish this? I need your wisdom, God, in this situation. If I'm truly in faith, not only a plan of action, but I need the wisdom of God. Thirdly, I need the favor of God. If I'm truly in faith, I'm expecting favor. I'm expecting God to raise up somebody somewhere to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their resources to help me accomplish what I'm believing for. Because God uses men. Hallelujah. Am I helping anybody? Praise God. So, so, so you, you, you need the favor of God. You need God's favor working in your life where that God is raising up somebody. And you need to be confessing that. God is raising somebody up. There's a man out there somewhere that God is raising up to help me achieve what I'm attempting to achieve, what I'm believing for. So I got a plan of action. I got the wisdom of God. I got a, the favor of God. And then a miracle if I need it. Because some of the stuff y'all ask for, it's going to have to be a miracle. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. They're going to have to be a miracle somehow, some way, okay? They're going to have to be a miracle. So if I need a miracle, I'll get me a miracle. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. And then finally, that's number four, right? Then finally, I need the strength to endure. I need that from God. I need the strength to endure. See, because when you believe in, long about that second week, third week, that month roll around, then two months, then three months, then six months, then a year, and I still don't see it, Lord, give me strength to endure. See, because I'll receive the promise if I faint not. So I need the strength to endure until this thing manifests. With those five, and they're, they're justifiable, five justifiable expectations, I know I'm in faith. I know I'm in faith. So when, they, when you, now when you go home or in the car, you say, now we've been, now you talk to your wife, your husband say, now baby, we've been believing for this. Let's go over these things and make sure everything's covered. Listen, 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 listen now. 
Do we have a plan? Everybody can talk about, well, I want a house. Let's get an agreement that we go, God's going to give us a house. What's your plan? What's your plan? Have you sought the wisdom of God? Have you sought the favor of God? Ooh, my goodness. My goodness. My goodness. See, there's things that we have to do. The word declares that we are workers together with God. He works with us. We work with him. The word also declares that faith without works is dead. It can't work. You can't just sit back and wait for God to do it. It's not going to happen. That's why people sit back waiting for God to heal them and they die. What is the plan? What is the plan? Hallelujah. All right. So now having said that, let's go to our foundation scripture in Matthew chapter 9. This is our foundation scripture, but I had to lay a foundation under it before we can get into it. Matthew chapter 9, verse 37. Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, I know this is specifically talking about the end time harvest of men coming into, coming into the body of Christ. The end time harvest that God is working where men are going to get saved by the millions. And we are in the midst of that harvest time right now. We're in the midst of it right now. But I, I want you, I want to, I want to show you a little something. During the, the, the uh, revival of healing, people were getting healed everywhere, like popcorn. It was just getting healed. Anybody could lay hands on somebody and folk was getting saved. During the revival of the teaching message, the teaching of the gospel, I mean, that, that, that we're just coming out of now, okay? Like everybody under the sun started them a church and started teaching. Easiest thing in the world to do. But where are they today? whole lot of them are gone because see you can't sustain what God <laughs> see because you're going on your own strength and that ain't gonna last okay but anyway it was the easiest thing in the world to start a teaching ministry because the revival of teaching was going on God took care of that so now in harvest time and we know that this is harvest time all over the world, people are getting saved by the millions. In harvest time, if you don't limit the harvest to people, watch out. If it's a harvest revival, the easiest thing in the world order to be to get a harvest. You understand what I'm saying? If it's a harvest revival, 
the easiest thing in the world ought to be for you to get a harvest. Any kind of harvest. Not just men coming into the kingdom. Because when God puts on a move, it's not limited to that move. Oh my. Oh my. Hallelujah. I want shakarabahoporahosetebekiya. Oh yes. There's, there's like four or five women in here and a couple I think I spoke to before I started. I said, this message is for you. We going somewhere with this. You, you, you keep your ears. As Brother Copeland says, keep your catchers out. Don't miss anything, okay? Because this is this is this is for everybody, but specifically for you. All right? So now the easiest thing in the world ought to be to receive a harvest in every area. But this is the requirement that you be involved in God's harvest. You be involved with getting people saved. And then your harvest will just flow in with it. See, see, there's a key. There's a key for you. That's a principle. You can't get away from that principle. If you're involved, this is God's. If, when folk were involved with, with the healing ministry, because was, even if they wasn't called to preach, believers were just laying hands on folk and getting them saved. And in conjunction with that, they were getting their needs met. So if it's harvest time, and we get involved in the harvest time for God, God's going to get involved in our harvest time for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. I'm just, I don't just tell you stuff. I'm going to show you from the word. You, you know that. You know that. Okay. All right. So now, thank you, Jesus. Uh, We've talked about this briefly, but I want to bring it up again now, right here at this point. It is so vitally important that you be in your set place for the harvest. See, because <laughs> for the, the, the provision is based on the position The provision is based on the position. And if you're in the position, the provision will provide maximum harvest. Glory to God, hallelujah. You got to be in the right place. See, when Elijah was at the brook Cherith, his food was coming. He had water come in. Everything was just flowing. All cylinders was working because he was in position. He was in his set place. That's where God wanted him to be, and that's where God sent the provision. Now, 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 he could have been in Zarephath, and this is what some of us do. That was the second word for him. But sometimes we hear 
both words at the same time. And we say, it don't matter. I'll just go to zero path because I know that's where you're going to send me eventually. No, 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 no. You got to be in position. Ooh, glory to God. I said, you got to be in position. Let me give you an example. Uh, I, when, I, when I came back out of the military and I went back to school for a while and then, then I went to trying to find a job and I couldn't find a job, you know, and they give me all kinds of stories and whatnot and all kinds of foolishness going on and whatnot. And finally I said, well, I'm, I'll just go get one of these, these security jobs, you know, guard job, okay? Because I know I could get that without a problem. I, but that was like a last resort. So I said, I'm going to take it anyway. So I went and took that job anyway. Well, they sent me to, they sent me to American Airlines to be out in front of American Airlines, you know, where you, where you drop people off and whatnot, one of the security people that waved you on, tell you, keep moving and whatnot, you know, just let people out, you got to move the car. Well, I started there, okay? So I, I started there, and I did that for a couple of days. And this guy came out and said, you know what, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me help you out. Let me get you, get you a real job. And he, and he wrote he wrote his name on a little piece of paper he tore off a pad. Just wrote his name. And he said, go over to the office and tell him I sent you. So I went over to the office and I, <laughs> glory to God, I like it. I went over to the office and I said, uh, the man's name was Herbie Kitt. I said, uh, Herbie Kitt sent me. And uh, he said that, you know, I should come over here and fill out an application. He said, okay, come on in. They gave me a little exam and fill out the application. They told me, okay, you start next week. I started a week later with guys who had been on the list for two years. But you see what happened? Because I was willing to take what nobody else wanted, I was in position. Hallelujah. I said I was in position to receive a harvest that God wanted for me. See? But see, I, that would have never happened if I didn't take that little silly guard job. I used to call them square badge. Right? I take a little square badge job, okay? I'd have never been in position to receive what God wanted for me. So, so I, I worked for the, those people for, I think well, it couldn't have been a month. About three weeks I worked for them. And I was moving on up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So see, you got to be in position <laughs> to receive your provision. Thank you, Jesus. Now, glory to God. Uh, Psalm 91, Psalm 91, very familiar to most of us. The first verse. I'm going to get out your way in a minute. Hallelujah. In, in, in Psalm 91, the very first verse says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place. In other words, you got to live there. You got to stay in that place. See, he may send you 
places, but wherever he sends you, you move with the shadow. You don't ever come out from under the shadow, see? You, you, you stay with the shadow. Wherever he sends you, wherever he, he, he positions you, you stay with the shadow. That's number one, see? All the other places are secondary, but you got to stay under the shadow. You got to stay there. You got to stay in the secret place. So now, having said that, uh, to obey God is the key to maximum prosperity and harvest. To obey God is the key to maximum prosperity and harvest. Maximum. See, see, anybody, remember uncommon, remember un uncommon, anybody can believe for the rent to be paid. But not everybody believe for the house. Oh, God. You, you, you got to be uncommon. I'm, I'm believing for the house. Takes the same amount of faith effort to believe for the house that it does to believe for the rent. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, Jesus. Now, several things the Lord said to me that I'm just going to remind you of quickly here. Because I'm going somewhere. Just hang with me. Hang with me. I know you said, well, he said there was a word for me. I ain't heard nothing yet. Just hang with me. Hang with me. Hang with me. All right? All right. The Lord had said to me, I've given you a cutting edge ministry. Not all will accept you. Some will even reject you. But you say what I tell you to say, and you do what I tell you to do. I said, okay, Lord. That was... 15, 20 years ago. Then he said, you are called. There will be opposition, but you will minister with power. Okay, Lord, I believe that too. Now the power gifts of the spirit are special faith, working of miracles, and gifts of healings. Something very, very, uh, Interesting about these, these uh, power gifts. Number one, special faith is God working a miracle for you. Number two, working of miracles is God working a miracle through you. Still a miracle. And then the third one, gifts of healings. It's many varied healings that are manifested through the hands of a person. Now, if he called me to that, he anointed me for that. If he anointed me for that, that's supposed to work. The will of God is not automatic. So I got to fall back on my faith lesson. What's the plan of action, God, to get this thing working? 
What is the plan of action? I need the wisdom of God here. I need the favor of God here. All those things have come. They've all come. It's time for some action. Now, in, in Acts the 19th chapter, go there quickly. I didn't get to it yet. I didn't get to it yet. Just hold on. Just hold on. Just hold on. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Acts the 19th chapter. Chapter. Watch this now. Special faith, working of miracles, and gifts of healings. Watch this now. Acts chapter 19, verse 11. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. He wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Miracles by Paul's hands. Oh, you say, well, by Paul's hand. Yeah, by Paul's hands. It was God doing a miracle through Paul's hands. But Paul had to do something. Paul had to use the hands. Paul had to lay hands on the people for the miracles to happen. Yes, a miracle from God, but Paul had to do something. Now watch this now. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. And then it says in verse 12, so that from his body <laughs> were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons. In other words, like a napkin or a handkerchief or something like that, a piece of cloth. And, watch this now, the diseases departed from them. Them who? The people. And, watch this, and the evil spirits went out of them. Not only were they healed, but evil spirits were cast out. Because we're talking about miracles. We're not just talking about gifts of healings. But you notice that they're working together. They are working together. They are working together. They are working together. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. You're going to shout in a minute. Stay with me for now. All right? Because I got, I got, see, I got, I got to put faith in you to build you to the place. See, that's, that's where people miss it. They're not in faith because they don't have any faith built into them. You got to build faith into people before you release them. All right? Now, hallelujah. So special faith working of miracles, gifts of healings. Special faith, we just give you a couple. Daniel in the lion's den, he didn't do anything. He just laid down, pulled up a lion as a pillow, and went on to sleep. And the lions was hungry. See how you know the lions was hungry? Because they were used that way to, as capital punishment. They would throw people to these lions that they kept them hungry. So in case they didn't like people food, they're going to eat people food anyhow, but they're hungry. They eat any kind of food, okay? So they, they kept them hungry. So they threw Daniel in there in that den, and he had no hurt, no harm on him the next morning. 
All right? Then Enoch. The word says that Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. God didn't kill him, he took him alive. Okay? He, Enoch, was in the secret place under the shadow. But I don't want God to take me yet. I, I want to go to heaven, but I ain't ready yet. Okay? But he, but he says he took him. Okay? That's another manifestation of special faith. All right, now, now keep that in your thinking as we move on. Now, thank you, Jesus. I, I want you to turn, please, to Ephesians, the first chapter. Go forward to Ephesians, the first chapter. Okay, we're about, we about, we about to cut you loose. We're about to cut you loose. Stay with me. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Hath blessed us. Hath is past tense. It's already occurred. He's already blessed us. He's already taken care of it. We are already blessed. He's provided for us. You, you heard of a provider supposed to take care of you? Okay. He's already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You're already blessed. Every one of us, not just the people I'm naming. You too, and you too, and you too, and you too. He's already blessed you. Okay? He's already provided for you. He's already got it. It's there. Now remember, we talked to you about the fact that from Isaiah 46 that God prepares the end before the beginning. So God prepares your end. Then it comes back here creates you, breathes the breath of life in you, and say, go, boy. I prepared your end. It's out there. Okay? Now watch this now. Why? I told you you're going to shout in a minute. Get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready to shout. Watch now, watch now, watch now. He's already blessed us. He's already done it. 1 Corinthians 2.9. 1 Corinthians 2.9. Let's back up a little bit. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. All right. First Corinthians chapter 2. Everybody there? Okay, verse 9 says, But as it is written, I have not seen. You don't have to tell me. I know you didn't see it yet. Your eye, my eye, his eye, her eye, nobody's eye. You ain't seen it yet. But as it is written, I have not seen, <laughs> nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man 
the things, everybody say things, which God hath prepared for them that love him. You haven't seen it, haven't heard about it, but he prepared it for you. When did he prepare it? He prepared it when he went to the end. Hear their stuff. Come back here. Make them. Tell them, go get your stuff. Now watch, now watch now, watch now, watch now, watch, watch, watch. <laughs> glory to God. Gl glory to God. Gl glory. Mm. 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 Woo! Woo! I've shot all by myself. Woo! Okay, okay, okay. Say with me, stay now. Say with me now. <laughs> what God had prepared for them that love him. He prepared this stuff. He prepared it, okay? Verse 10. But God hath revealed them. Them what? Them things? Your things. <laughs> but God hath Reveal them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. That's why you got to be the spirit of God. Because he knows about your stuff. He's not going to tell somebody else about your stuff. He's going to tell you about yourself. But if you don't know him, why should he talk to you if you don't know him? How many strangers do you talk to? <laughs> Glory to God. All right, all right, all right. Stay with me. Stay. I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. Hang with me. Hang with me. Hang with me. Watch, watch. I'm, I'm, watch, watch this now. Watch this now. Verse 12. Now we have received. Ooh. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know. Everybody say no. The things that are freely what? The things that are free. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wake up. Wait a minute. He prepared them. Now he said, I'm giving it to you. We missed it somewhere. He said, I prepared it. Now I'm freely giving it to you. Freely. That means I don't have to pay for it. That means I don't have to, that means I don't have to pay no price for it. That's why he said, freely. I prepared it for you. Now I'm freely giving it to you. But only through my spirit. I mean, ain't a, anybody, anybody, anybody who stays in poverty, anybody who stays in lack, anybody who stays living from paycheck to paycheck, anybody who don't get to the place of abundance, they need to be smacked. All right, watch this now, watch this now. Watch this now, especially after you hear this message. Especially after you hear this message. All right, we, we're almost there, we're almost there. 
Turn to Proverbs 22. Proverbs 22. We're almost there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 22. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I ain't going to have time to finish this. Lord, have mercy. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Proverbs 22. I knew the Holy Ghost was going to do this to me. Proverbs 22. All right. All right. All right. Watch this now. Proverbs 22. Are you there? All right. Verse, verse 6. Train up a child. <laughs> you are my very own father. I am your very own child. You are my very own father. I'm your very own child. You are my father. I'm your child. Train up a child. Train up a child. Train up a child in the way he should go. In the way he should go. Now hold your place there. Hold your place there. Hold your place there. I want to show you one more scripture. Uh, Psalm 37. Psalm 37, 23. Psalm 37. Hold your place. Don't, don't lose that. Don't lose that. Watch this now. <laughs> Woo! Everybody say, Woo! Woo! All right, all right. Psalm 37, verse 23. Watch this now. Watch this now. He says, The steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Watch this now. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken no, his seed begging bread. Glory to God. Why, why? Watch this now. Watch this now. Watch this now. Because this, this all ties together. Uh, that's why I want you to see this. See? Uh, you see, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I've been young and I've been old. Yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken. Now, now, you know as well as I know, I have seen plenty of people who love God and they poor as a church mouth. Eating cheese sandwiches without the bread. Only when they're giving away cheese. And they love God, pray all the time, read the Bible, go to church. You say, well, ain't they righteous? Look like they're forsaken. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. Trains run on tracks. Trains run on tracks. Watch me now. Watch me now. Trains run on tracks. Train up a child. Put the child on the track. Stay with me now. Stay with me. God prepares the end. Then he come back and prepare the beginning. 
and he breathes the breath of life into you, put you in your mother's womb, and said, there's the track. And their steps are ordered by the Lord. See, see, if they're on track, their steps are ordered. And if their steps are ordered, they're going to be on track. And if they're on track, they're never forsaken. And their seed will never beg bread. Because along the track is the stuff that he's prepared for you. See, along the track, if I need an airplane, if I'm on track, somewhere on the track is my airplane. If I'm on the track and I need a bus, somewhere along the track is my bus. Hear me now, hear me now. If I'm on track, oh, folk need to put blinders on, just get on the track. I don't have to pray for a husband. If I'm on the track, along the track, my husband gonna be along the track. And if I need a wife, listen, listen, listen. This is what's so exciting about this. If you're on the track, you don't even have to pray. Glory to God. Glory to God. Did you hear what I said? I told you you was going to shout. I said if you're on the track, I, I, I don't even have to pray. If I'm on the track and I need an airplane, God prepared the airplane before he put me in my mother's womb. All I got to do is stay on the track. Stay on the track. You say, well, what happened to them people? Well, they got derailed. Can you see that? They got derailed along the way. And see, if they ain't on the track, the provision is on the track, and you over here. If faith mission is your set place, it's along the track. You can go anywhere you want to. God will not force you, but your provision is on that track where faith mission is. Y'all ain't getting this. Y'all ain't getting this. Y'all ain't getting this. See, cause you. See, we spend a whole lot of time praying for stuff that we don't need to pray for. We're just wasting a whole lot of prayers. All we need to do is get on the track. Get on the track. Get on the track. Glory to God. Somebody say, Whoa! <laughs> Hallelujah! 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 Whoa, glory to God. Hallelujah. 
You know why I saw this? You know why I saw this? The Lord told me that uh, when I went to Mississippi on the airplane, sitting on the airplane, put my head back, closed my eyes. The Lord said to me that Mississippi is, is your launching point because you're obedient to go because you're going to be in the right place. You're going to be in the place of provision. Things are going to take off. Things are going to take off from Mississippi. Glory to God, an obscure place. Gulfport, Mississippi. Ain't he never heard of the place, all right? But it doesn't make a difference. How many of you heard of the Brook Cherith before you read it in the Bible? But that was the place that Elijah took off. See, because he was in his position for provision. So, oh, glory. God said that this is the place and you're going to you're gonna just take off as a result of here. So I was, in, I was in the right place. So now, 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 I got to get back to this other part that I told you. Because, see, you got to prove this stuff out. You can't just say it and folk get hollering and jumping up and down and whatnot. You got to prove it out. Remember, you got to have a, you got to have a righteous reason and you got to prove it by the scriptures and all like that there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You remember Saul? Saul, why persecutest thou me? You remember that? Over in Acts 16, I mean Acts 9, I'm sorry, Acts 9, uh, he said uh, Paul was persecuting Christians and uh, the Lord knocked him from his donkey. He was blinded by that bright light and uh, told him to go into the city and wait. He would be instructed what he would do because he asked him, Lord, what, what would you have me to do? Paul was ready. See, Saul was ready to be Paul. When he got knocked from the donkey. Some of us been knocked from the donkey. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Some of us been knocked off the donkey. He knocked us off the donkey. In other words, he got us out of being derailed and put us back on track. So he said, glory to God. He said, what would you have me to do? And he said, go into the city and wait. You wait there and it will be told you what you are to do. Uh, well, you, God, won't you tell me? Uh, listen, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. You just do what I tell you to do. It ain't about what you want to know, how you think it ought to be done. So he told him to go wait. So then, <laughs> then, then the disciple came. The disciple, first the disciple said, Lord, I know that Saul guy. He's killing Christians. You sure you want me to go? He said, yeah, you go. Sometimes you have to go to the unlovely. Somebody's probably trying to get the Bin Laden right now to preach to him if he ain't already did. Amen. Hallelujah. So anyway, he told him, you go to him. You go to him. And when you go to him, <laughs> you lay your hands upon him and he shall receive his sight. And watch now, watch now, watch now. And. And he'll be filled with the spirit. Question. Did Paul ask to be filled? He asked, what do you want me to do? Think about it now. Think about it now. Think about it now. Because we got a whole, see, 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 when you, when you, Shokopo Sagra. Hmm. I, I just jotted down a couple of things. You have not because you ask not. You receive not because you ask amiss. Had to ask for it, right? Ask and you shall receive. 
that your joy may be full. Ask according to his will. Ask the Father in my name, and he will give it you. Remember all those scriptures? I say again, did Saul ask? I say to you, Saul didn't have to ask because he was on the track. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, he, he didn't have to ask because he's on the track. It's going to come to him because he's on in the right place for his provision. Oh, God, we've wasted a lot of prayers. We've wasted a lot of prayers. All we got to do is get on track. Now, 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 now. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ah, 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 ah. Do you remember? Do you remember Solomon? You remember Solomon? Solomon said, Lord, give me wisdom on how to lead your people. Ah, do you have such a great people? And, and, and I need wisdom. God said, okay, I'm going to give you wisdom. But also, I'm going to give riches that you've never imagined before. Did he ask, submit to you? Did he ask for riches? Woo. He didn't pray. He didn't ask. All he did was got on track. I, 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 think, I'm, I think I'm opening somebody's eyes. I, I believe revelation is coming to somebody. I believe somebody's being helped. See, 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 Solomon didn't ask for riches. He asked for wisdom. And God said, as a matter of fact, I want you to turn there because I want you to see that. That's the only one you need to see it. Turn to 1 Kings chapter 3. Turn to 1 Kings. I think it's 1 Kings. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, see, oh, Lord, we've wasted so much time. We've wasted so much time. Instead of praying, Lord, reveal to me, reveal to me what you would have me to do. And once I find, once I find out what you have me to do, whoa, glory to God. Okay, the ninth verse. She said ninth verse, all right? Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and, he and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And the speech, listen, listen, and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Because in other words, he knew that he was called to lead God's people. So he said, that's my track. Verse 12, behold, I have done according to thy words. I did according to thy words. I did what you asked me to do. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And, everybody say and. and. I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, 
so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. The question, did he ask for it? Oh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to rearrange our theology. Not, listen, not that ask and you shall receive is wrong. Understand now, that's not wrong. That is the proper way to approach God according to his word. But when you get into another level, see, that's what God's teaching me. When you get into this other level, some things you don't even have to ask for. Your obedience alone is going to bring it to you. God master. Lord, have mercy. Now, now, you remember Simon Peter when he was out fishing and couldn't catch nothing? You remember that? And Jesus wanted to use his boat to preach from. And he says, Simon, launch out. Let down your nets for a catch. Did he ask him for that? As a matter of fact, he even tried to discourage it. He said, Lord, we've been fishing all night. Look here, I'm the fisherman, you the preacher. Let me, let me, you leave the fishing to me. He didn't ask him for that. But the Lord said, because you were obedient to let me use your boat, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Didn't even ask him for it. And they said he had a, so much came up in the nets that the nets broke. He had to call the other fishermen to come help him get all the fish in. Did he ask? I ask you, did he ask? What did he do? He just got on track. He just got on track. See, 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 he was getting set up to follow Jesus and do what he was called to do. Oh, my goodness. Then finally, do you remember the widow of Zeropath? The, 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 uh, the prophet was told to go there because God had commanded her to sustain him. The widow's response was, sir, I got these few sticks and one last cake and a little bit of oil. I'm going to make it, make this cake and me and my son going to eat it and we're going to die. That was her expectation. The prophet said, just like an old preacher, make me a cake first. Give me the money first. Old mean preachers, you know how they do. They will really take the money. See, he said, "Give me, give me, give me the, give me a cake first. And she was obedient to what God had called her to do. She was on track, even though this was her last. Hear me. Even though this was her last, God had commanded her to sustain the prophet. So she said, okay. And she made him a cake. Did she ask for anything? She didn't ask for anything. But she was sustained. She and her children and the prophet for a whole year, the Bible says, because she stayed on track. She stayed on track. And she was in the right place. 
Now, there was a famine in the land. Watch this now. Watch this now. Now, as I close, let me close the Bible so you'll believe I'm closing. <laughs> Remember now, there was a famine in the land. But she did not leave the land because of the famine. How many of us move on because of the circumstances without inquiring of God? When we move on <laughs> because of the circumstances without inquiring of God, we set ourselves up to be out of position for the provision and for the exceeding abundantly above harvest. Not always, but it could happen. We got to stay on track. If we stay on track, everything we need is along that track. Even things that you don't think you need. Because he does exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think. You haven't even thought of it. But he knows you need it. I'm finishing so I can give this example. I'll, I'll zip it up. How's that? I'll zip it up. How's that? How's that? You feel better now? I'll zip it up. I remember when we got a, when we got this present house that we're in. The first thing I said was, "I don't want no pool." That's the first thing I said. I don't want no pool. And he promptly said to me, "It ain't for you." But now I love my pool. In fact, I, I'm not. I won't even consider another house without a pool, unless there's room to put one. I didn't know I would love a pool. But he knew. He knew. Glory to God. His, mer his mercies are new every morning. Father, thank you for your word. We bless you and honor you. We glorify you, Lord God, for your goodness your faithfulness and your loving kindness. Thank you for the word that was sown in the hearts today, that it will produce the corresponding harvest that they require. Thank you for the seeds that were sown in finances, Lord, that they will also produce the harvest that they require. We honor you and bless you. Give your name the glory. And Father, we ask that not one would leave this place without knowing you. Because this is harvest time, Father, we believe that the easiest thing in the world to do is to get people saved. And we want to get in line with your will and your word in getting people saved in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something 
out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.